Arkansas is going to be taking on South Carolina this weekend, which will be both teams' first SEC games. And I'm going to give you the reasons why I believe Arkansas wins this game coming up here on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday. So we're keeping it going here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast, getting you ready for South Carolina as my dog is just circling me around for some reason. It's almost like he knows I'm recording. Yeah, I see you. So, but anyways, it's going to be a great weekend for college football. The weather's beautiful outside too, so at least here in the central Arkansas area. I think I when I walked outside, it was like 78 degrees. Ooh, just can't get any better than that. But either way, uh, Arkansas and South Carolina this weekend. I know is going to be a, an intriguing matchup. I would even make the argument, though, just from talking from a lot of you here on the podcast, that you feel more confident, honestly, in this game than you did against Cincinnati. Or at least you feel like the same way I do, where after you beat Cincinnati, it's like, all right, whew, got that out of the way. Let's move on and hopefully get a, a little bit of a better matchup, a less physical matchup, and something uh, that you can get against South Carolina, which you know we'll see how that actually goes, but that's how the feeling is right now. But I believe Arkansas is going to win this game. I, I not only believe that they're going to win this game, but I'm, I think they're going to win it where it's never in doubt. Uh, does that mean blowing them out by three touchdowns? I mean, I'll take it, but no. But I think it'll be one of those things to where Arkansas starts off strong. You know, there's maybe a couple back and forth here and there, but overall, Arkansas is never in danger of losing the lead. And they take care of business and they move on to 2-0. But I'm going to give you the specific reasons as to why I think that happens. In this game, and this is again no disrespect to South Carolina, no like you know trying to hate on them or anything like that, but I just do believe that there are some particular reasons why uh, they'll win this game. And we'll start with reason number one: KJ and Rocket power. See what I did there? So clever. Uh, so KJ and Rocket, which we know that the rushing attack for Arkansas is always going to be extremely important in every game this year. Like, let's be honest: if Arkansas is ever going to win a high level of games they can't do it just on passing game uh they have to be able to establish the run the best teams in the sec and honestly at any point in time in college football always had solid running games arkansas showed that on saturday against cincinnati and i think it's going to be blood in the water for these guys going up against south carolina now i know that south carolina has got some quality talent like then i think someone tweeted out that they actually had four former five stars on their team this season. And I was like, that was surprising. I didn't know that. But uh, I was talking with a guy who actually covered South Carolina yesterday, and he was mentioning how Arkansas could have a lot of success in running the ball against South Carolina because that was something that didn't look too tremendous in the game last week against Georgia State. Georgia State ended up rushing for over 200 yards, which you know is not a ton of yardage if you're talking about a team that's not very good at it. But you would like to think that if Georgia State is able to go for over 200 yards against South Carolina, then surely Arkansas, with that great offensive line that they have, with the amazing quarterback that they have in K.J. Jefferson, and a great running back like Rocket Sanders, throwing A.J. Green, throw in Rashad Dabinian, all those guys together, 
you'll probably be able to put together a pretty good and solid rushing attack that you can establish yourself and it'll end up opening up other doors and other opportunities for the passing game. And, you know, guys like Trey Knox, some of the wide receivers, all of that I think will be extremely beneficial to them in this game. So um, I, I love the combination of KJ and Rocket. Like I have from the very get-go, I felt like it might be one of the best-looking uh, quarterback running back duos you'll see out there. Both are kind of almost similar in their size. Uh, you know, Rocket's listed at about 6'2", 6'3", and he's about 235, 240 pounds. K.J. Deverson's about 6'3", 6'4", about 235, 240 pounds. So uh, they're just big-bodied guys, and I think it's just going to wear down South Carolina. Now, it starts up front with the offensive line, which I know that Arkansas's offensive line, we all know it's a good offensive line. They're really good at what they do. Uh, they're very physical. And if they can blow defensive line guys off, off the block, like just go after South Carolina, especially from the get-go, just opening up those holes and, and really uh, allowing KJ and Rocket or whoever is in the mix there to establish a, a, a tempo there, it's going to be a long day for South Carolina. It's going to be about the start. I say this all the time about you know the start of the games and how they can be different and whatnot. But to me, it's going to be about the start of the game. If I go out there and because I know a lot of you are going to be making the trip, um, and I don't know how Arkansas always handles the coin toss as far as if they win it, this is what they're going to do, whatever it is. But just say for funsies that Arkansas ends up winning the toss and they say, give us the ball. We want to receive it. Great. I love, I honestly always love that. Uh, if they do that first possession, they go out there and they score a touchdown by going down the field 75 yards, because I assume it'd be a touchback. And about 50 plus of those yards come on the ground. It might be curtains for South Carolina early because I just don't think that you're going to be able to, if you're, if you're South Carolina, whoever suddenly get more physical as the game goes on and Arkansas gets less physical. I just don't think it's set up that way. I don't think Sam Pittman has it set up that way. I don't think anybody has it set up that way. Uh, especially when you're going up against a Sam Pittman coach team. So if they start with the physicality and overpowering South Carolina in the beginning, I don't think South Carolina is good enough and physical enough to overcome that and to, to bring into there again. And then on top of that, if you got KJ and Rocket, because again, I'm using those two guys because they're kind of the main bell cows for Arkansas in the rushing attack. If you're using those guys effectively where they're making the right decisions, particularly KJ, do I hand it or do I keep it? They're, you know, if they got a good thing going on there and, and KJ is doing a really good job of reading his progressions and reading you know, the defense and seeing how it all goes, <clears throat> then suddenly you're going to have a rocket end up uh, having big games and in something to where it could be like eight to 10 yards a pop. And then you get right back to the line. And then it's like, oh, these, these linebackers or whoever just had to tackle rocket. Well, then they got big old KJ Jefferson coming through the hole and about to knock them out. Like all those things together are just like, geez, this, this could be deadly. It could be deadly. But I believe that that's the main reason, or at least the number one reason why I think Arkansas wins this game. I think the combination of KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders is just going to be way too much for them to overcome. Uh, they may have their moments of success. They may have their moments of uh, stopping Arkansas and forcing them to punt. I just, I just think that that probably will happen at some point in time. But uh, as long as you got those two guys running the ball effectively, like we know that they're capable of, I'm always going to uh, probably pick. Not probably. I am going to pick Arkansas end up doing big things there as well uh folks i gotta tell you about upside cringing at the pump to getting those eye popping checks at your favorite restaurant inflation is hitting us all where it hurts believe me and it really hurts that's why i started using upside upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out because with every purchase you're earning cash back 
thanks to upside. I mean, it, it's something that is really, I, you know, you think about ways to save money, but how about ways to earn money? That's what Upside's able to do. Just with the stuff that you're going to do no matter what, you're going to put gas in your tank. You're going to go out and eat food. So might as well try to make some money on it. So to get started, go download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and then get paid for it. In comparison to credit card rewards and loyalty programs, you're going to earn up to three times more cash back by using Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week, and that's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED with Upside. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so continuing on and talking about uh, the reasons why I believe Arkansas is going to beat South Carolina this weekend, um, you know, we can dive into different uh, ways of um, physicality and, and, and different specifics with players and everything. But the, the next reason, though, I kind of want to be a little bit more specific is Rattling Rattler, right? Another little clever pun. Ah, I cracked myself up. Rattling Rattler. Now, Spencer Rattler, admittedly, is not a bad quarterback like some people try to make him out to be. Some people try to say he sucks. That's dumb. Anybody that says that is dumb. He's not a terrible quarterback. Now, is he one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC? No. Is he middle of the pack? Probably like if you think about just in the SEC in general, you're going to have Bryce Young, probably number one. I put KJ at number two, but you'll have KJ, you'll have Hinden Hooker, you'll have uh, Will Levis from Kentucky. Some people have um, the kid, uh, kid out of uh, Mississippi State. I just lost his name. Is it Rogers? Yeah, Will Rogers. There. I don't know why I lost that, but Will Rogers will probably be above him. Maybe Anthony Richardson now at Florida. That dude looks good, so he would be above him. Stetson Bennett? Yeah, probably. I, you may put him above him. So you're talking about where it's not necessarily that Rattler's awful. It's just there's a lot more better quarterbacks in the SEC. And so you have to respect him in that regard. He's a guy who's capable of beating you. He's capable of making good throws. He's capable of being really good. But for whatever reason, he's had his struggles. He struggled last week. He threw 10 inter two interceptions against Georgia State. Um, and a lot of that has to do, honestly, and this is another thing that I talked about with the uh, South Carolina guy from yesterday. A lot of that has to do with the fact that his offensive line is terrible. Like, that's the way the guy put it to me yesterday. The South Carolina guy, the guy that covers South Carolina, he told me that their offensive line is terrible. Apparently, last year they struggled with this, and this year it doesn't look any better. And we know that a lot of cases, your best friend as a quarterback can be your offensive line because the more you have time, the more you can make better decisions. Now, the problem with that too, though, is that Rattler is capable and really good at improvising. Like, if he goes out on the run, he can make some really good throws. Like, that's something that he's been able to do that's been pretty good. But I don't think it's anything that's going to just completely and totally throttle Arkansas where he's going to get out uh, when they're getting pressure on him all the time and he's just going to be nickel and diming it or throwing big plays. Like, I just don't think that that's going to happen. 
But if you can get pressure on Rattler, he's going to fold. I, I believe that. I think that he's going to start trying to take more risk. I think he's going to try to make big plays because he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. And, and just from the vibe I get from him, that he was so highly regarded coming out of high school. Five-star player, big-time player. And he goes to Oklahoma, the quarterback factory that was just producing Heisman Trophy winners right and left. And he already got dubbed to be the next big thing. The guy that's going to be, uh, you know, the next Heisman winner in college football. And then he goes to Oklahoma and he gets a starting position. Then people start saying, okay, well, him and Bryce Young are the preseason Heisman favorites. And then he goes out there and he has all right stats and all right games and all right season. But it, it just wasn't living up to the standard that so many people had for him. Now, we know he transfers out, goes to South Carolina. And I just think he has a chip on the shoulder. They still having to prove that he's a Heisman caliber quarterback which sometimes can be a good thing because sometimes quarterbacks can get motivated by that or players in general of wanting to prove themselves having a chip on their shoulder but i think there's a difference between someone who's trying to prove themselves who's been doubted their whole lives and someone who's trying to prove themselves because they were put up on a pedestal for so long kind of came back down to earth and now they're trying to get back to that point there's a different mentality there and so i'm going to be curious to see how spencer rattler handles that of being a quarterback who everybody loved and said it was the greatest thing ever to where now he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback in a conference playing for a, a team in South Carolina that people picked to finish like fifth or sixth in the division. That's a, quite a difference. So I believe that if you can get after him, and this now that's a general statement about his play and about his season, but just in this particular game as we're talking about it, if you're able to, to get after him, whether it's the defensive line getting pushed whether it's Drew Sanders and the linebackers coming in on blitzes, whether it's the, uh, you know, we'll see about the safety situation with you know, Slusher and Catalan and all those guys being out. But if you're able to play some some pretty good and solid uh, defense in the secondary, which, by the way, I also heard that their wide receivers aren't exactly their greatest either, so that could be a mismatch. But just make it to where Spencer Rattler has to make plays on his own. Because as good as he may be or as good as may, people may think he is, he doesn't have enough talent to live on talent alone. He doesn't have enough like play and enough amazing skills to be able to overcome the lack of ability or the lack of skills from his offensive line, from his wide receivers, from whatever. That could be and will be a problem for him in this one. That's what I'm going to be looking at, and that's the kind of the thing I'm going to be uh, curious to see how he handles it. I don't think he handled it last week. And I know Barry Odom, who is – Again, one of the best defensive coordinators and defensive minds in the game. I think with that guy having a whole week to prepare and kind of having an idea of what the offensive line looks like, I think Barry Odom from the get-go is be like, all right, let's dial this up. Let's see what he's let's see what he's made of. I'm not gonna play safe. We're not gonna sit back here and just rush three or four and then sit back and let him, you know, make a play there. Let's just from the get-go, boom, let's send, let's send the house. Let, let's put some pressure on them. Let's throw some crazy schemes out there and, you know, send, send cornerbacks on blitzes, but send the defensive end out in coverage for the tight ends, like just some wild stuff. Put the pressure on him. See what he does. See how he handles it. I don't think he handles it well. I think that he's going to get rattled, especially early in the game. He's going to get frustrated because he's running for his life the whole time. 
like and it's just he's having to make big plays or try to make big plays that aren't going well. And I just don't know if he has the 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 mentality to be over to overcome that. So I think Arkansas does that, and I think Arkansas is going to put pressure on him. The safety situation, the cornerback, and the nickel situation, I know is a big concern, but I think that there'll be enough going on there to where they can, you know, put him in his place and and figure out uh, some of the uh, things to overcome him with there as well. So, but yeah, you got to rattle rattler. It's my big thing this weekend. <laughs> ah, I'm so stupid, but you know what's not stupid? Alumni Hall. Listen, I love Alumni Hall, and I am so happy to have partnered with them like this sweet shirt that i'm wearing once again because it, it's just one of my favorites it's so comfortable and it's perfect for a day like this i got from alumni hall and it is awesome and this is just one of so many different things that they have to choose from there at alumni hall so make sure you show your arkansas pride by going and making alumni hall your ultimate shopping experience they have the largest selection of apparel from nike to nike golf champion columbia Amazing college vault of vintage and throwback logos, gifts, accessories, all the tailgating necessities that you could possibly need. They have it for you. Razorback students, faculty, and military receive 10% off store. So they want you also to earn cash back with their hall pass rewards. So they have all these different ways of saving money, of earning money, and getting all the best selections without a doubt. And the thing is, is every time I go in there, it seems like they have something new. They always have their stuff in stock. It's a big store there in Fayetteville, right on college, that gives you the opportunity to get whatever you want. And the staff there is always extremely friendly and willing to help there as well. They have hats. They have accessories. They have a big and tall section as well, and even an NIL custom shop on their website only. But they, if you have a football player or whatever, you can visit the NIL custom shop where you can pick a shirt, sweatshirt, pick a player and their number, make your design, and wear your custom apparel with pride. You can all this to do this with any of the other sports as well. Upload your favorite photo and pick what it says on the front and the back. You can do that at alumnicustomshop.com slash collection slash Arkansas dash Razorbacks. And with Hall Pass Rewards, for every 150 bucks you spend, you get 10 bucks back on your next visit. Make sure you are game ready. Visit the store of Alumni Hall on Fayetteville, in Fayetteville on College Avenue or online at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Razorback fans go to shop. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Been talking a lot about the reasons why I believe Arkansas beats South Carolina this weekend. We talk about KJ and Rocket Power. We talk about Rattling Rattler. And the final one, it just might be an obvious one there too, will be mistake-free hogs. Now, this is easier said than done. I, I think we all know that. I think uh, mistakes can happen in any game. Arkansas had mistakes against Cincinnati. Uh, the fumble that they had there at the three was a mistake. Uh, the back-to-back -back sacks on K.J. Jefferson, those were mistakes. Like the punt from Max Fletcher at times that, that went weren't great and got shanked. Those were mistakes. Some of the penalties, those were mistakes. Like mistakes are going to happen in a football game regardless of how good you are. So when I say mistake-free, I'm not talking about you can't get one offsides penalty. You can't get one holding call. Like I'm not talking about that. When I'm talking about mistake-free football, I'm talking about the big, momentum-changing, huge mistakes that end up costing you the game. Those are the mistakes I'm talking about. And if you watch South Carolina from last week and you know Shane Beamer and the relation that he has to old coach Beamer up at Virginia Tech, 
Beamer Ball's big on special teams. That's what they've always been about. They had two block punts last week, and so they put a lot of emphasis on it. So first off, the mistakes are going to have to be free from special teams. Kick the ball into the end zone every time. Don't get cute. Make it be a touchback. Make them go 75 yards. Just do it that way. All right? That's number one. Number two, block. Block, block, block. Protect, protect, protect. Field goal punts does not matter. Do everything you possibly can to make sure that you're looking at all the different phases to not let anything get by you to where a block punt or a block field goal ends up changing the complete entirety of the game whenever you get up there. Like Cam Little's a great field goal kicker, but if it gets blocked, you know, that changes everything. That changes the confidence. A block punt, you're talking about the difference between uh, somebody having to start to drive 50 yards over here or start on their own 20-yard line. Like, I mean, there's just a lot of differences that can go on there. So protect, protect, protect at all costs via special teams. That's a huge thing as well. Um, and also just be smart. Don't muff punts. You know, we saw with uh, LSU, they had a problem with that. I'm not saying Arkansas will have a problem with that, but uh, I just think that uh, overall that'll be something that they must remember and work on and be there for. Got to make sure that you do that as well. So special teams can't have any of those big plays like there too. And it comes to turnovers as well. Arkansas had a turnover last week in a, in a fumble and ended up only costing Arkansas three points, which was great because it could have been so much worse than what it actually was. But don't have those types of strip sack, fumble, stupid plays because somebody's not blocking or you're maybe KJ's trying to do too much, whatever it is. Just be sure to be on your toes and on edge and making sure that none of those things happen. Don't throw any interceptions. KJ does a really good job of protecting the ball when he throws his passes. Do the same thing. Don't allow any of these interceptions to happen. Don't give South Carolina all these opportunities to make up for any lost ground that they may have. And on top of playing mistake-free, and also, I guess, penalties, I know that, again, penalties are going to happen in a game, but do not have it to where you're putting your offense behind, especially. Like, if it's second and three and you run the ball, you get called for holding, and now it's second and 13, that's problematic. Or on third down, when it's third and four, and you run the ball and you get holding now, it's third and 14. Like, you just don't have those bad penalties, those bad penalties that set up the offense. And then defensively, just play solid. Like, I think that you're going to you're gonna get a lot of pressure on Spencer Rattler. Don't hit him late. You know, don't don't uh, hold the guys in the secondary. Like, I know there are going to be some times where he's running out and they're going to improvise there too, and the cornerbacks are in defensive backs. You're going to have to make sure the man is in place and not to let him get by or anything like that. Like, I get that. I totally understand that. But – don't commit any penalties and don't end up setting yourselves up for failure, especially when you have uh, great starts in that game. So that's what I mean by mistake-free football. You're going to make mistakes, but don't let them be costly mistakes. Don't don't give – like you're a better team than South Carolina. You should beat South Carolina. Don't give them ammo to beat you. Don't make them or have them beat you because you're beating yourself. I have confidence in Arkansas is going to do a good job at this. I don't think they're going to play perfect but they're going to play good enough. They're going to play solid enough and also take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you. South Carolina fumbles it. South Carolina throws a pick. Score. Go down and score. Take advantage of that. That's some of the things that may be the most frustrating thing is that if you get an interception, a big pick, or a fumble recovery or whatever, you go three and out the next, next few plays. Frustrating. If you get a pick, go score. Get a fumble, go score. Get a big punt return, go score. Whatever it is, Go score, take advantage of their mistakes, and make them pay because that's how you wear a team down defensively, offensively, special teams-wise. Just as a team in general, mentality-wise, that's how you wear them down. So there you have it. Those are my three reasons why I believe Arkansas is going to beat South Carolina 
this weekend. I appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.